as we heard from, uh, well, from the acting assistant commissioner, Danny Bacon, a short time ago, there were just under 600 people staying at Howard Springs as a result of being evacuated from the communities in which they live due to flooding. Now, joining me on the line right now is Peter Chandler, who is the executive officer of Food Bank here in the Northern Territory. Good morning to you, Pete. Good morning, Katie. How are you doing? Not too bad. Now, Pete, I understand that Food Bank is ensuring that those who have been evacuated have got their food, their toiletries as well, while uh, they're in that evacuation centre or the Centre for National Resilience. Uh, look, Food Bank NT is part of a, a wider group that's um, that's uh, managed by the Northern Territory Government, and, and we just we play our part. There, there are many others involved in this: the Red Cross, the Salvation Army, and so many others form part of this group that come together, plan throughout the year, and when there's an uh, an instance like this, we're ready to go. And uh, you know, the team here. Uh, put some food together last week when the first uh, evacuees were uh, being brought into Darwin. And uh, I think very wisely uh, the government have decided to use the Howard Springs facilities, which I think is so much better for uh, evacuees than what, um, you know, the old, you know, the good old Fosky Pavilion. But when you've just got hundreds of beds all in one big hall, you know, it's not, there's no privacy. And, and I think this is a lot better idea and is being managed well. And, and I think, to be honest, this group, as well as government, learn every time that we do something like this, they get better at it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Pete, what kind of assistance is being provided at this point uh, at the Centre for National Resilience? But also, uh, has Food Bank had to assist any of the other communities that may sort of be um, not entirely cut off, but uh, but might be finding it a little bit more difficult to, to access food at this time? Yeah, look, there's two sides to this. There's the everyday stuff that Food Bank NT does, and that could be helping people, you know, in the Greater Darwin area, right across the, the top end. And we're sending food out to communities. Uh, you know, our truck went down to Catherine last week, and a lot of that food, um, you know, gets um, distributed around communities around the Catherine area. So that work continues and goes on, and we respond where. Uh, we're asked to. And it's the same thing with, with government at the moment. If they picked up the phone now and said, Pete, we need a whole lot of toothpaste or a whole lot of toothbrushes or we needed additional food, we're here ready to respond. What we need to do, and like all of the other uh, not-for-profits that are involved in this, is to be ready to um, react and also be ready to be adaptable because it's always a changing, I'm going to use the word feast, but a changing feast because you never know what's going to be asked for next. Uh, we've got another briefing today and there'll be, there'll be more requests, I'm sure, and uh, and we'll be there ready to, ready to act. And Pete, are you having any difficulties at the moment? Is Food Bank having any difficulties at the moment in terms of uh, that uh, rail line near Tennant Creek and the fact that it's damaged or any supply issues? We've, we've got sufficient supplies at the moment, but we have put, um, you know, and I, I, this is where I pay credit to our interstate cousins. I mean, most people yeah, think of food bank as what we do here, but food banks are right around uh, the country and we are a collective. And so whenever we as a small operator, we need backup or support in any way, we are always reaching out to, say, Food Bank South Australia or, or the federated head, which is Food Bank Australia. We pick up the phone and say, 
guys, we need this. They start to um, rattle the phones and all of a sudden we've got food that turns up here. We get excellent support from Food Bank Australia and Food Bank South Australia in particular. Well, that is good to hear. Um, Pete, just on a more sort of um, broad level, I guess, we know that at the moment cost of living is high on everybody's agenda. As we see those interest rates rise, I think we're expecting that there's probably going to be another interest rate rise this week. Uh, Cost of fuel, cost of food, it is all really quite difficult at this point. How have things been going for Food Bank and how has the demand for your services been going? Um, it's increasing all the time, Katie. Uh, you know, we, we can go back and give you stats that before COVID, we were putting enough food every month for about 35,000 meals in the community. That grew to about 50,000 uh, a month um, through COVID. But since COVID's kind of, you know, become a, a seeming mere thing of the past or we just manage it better, um, you know, we still are being asked to put out about 53,000 meals a month at the wow. moment and our food's at 53,000 meals. So it's increasing. And when I used to be surprised that or who were the people that were reaching out from time to time, I'm not anymore because you just don't know. You can't judge, um, you know, what someone's personal lives. They may drive a BMW today, for instance, but they're short of cash. They've got no food in the house and yeah. they need help. And it might only just be a one-off. Um, yeah, the perfect scenario for me is uh, it happened um, a few months ago where, where a gentleman come in and you know, I thought he was a well-to-do bloke, uh, and he was, um, asked for a bit of food because he was dead, you know, cashless yeah. at the yeah. time. And, um, you know, a few weeks later he turns up and he wants to volunteer because he felt that we helped him through a really tough time. He wanted to give back some hours. And I think, you know, that's, that's, the, that's yeah. community right there. And whenever... We do need help. We get it from the community. Our volunteers are our absolute backbone of this organisation and, of course, the staff. And I mean, look, I've lost a couple of gems recently with uh, yep. Paul and Peter moving on to, to other challenges and so forth, and they were just amazing for this organisation. Um, but the community supports what we do. Yeah. And that, that will continue, and uh, I'm sure. And, look, I, I would ask again if people can either donate food or donate cash to this organisation. It all stays here in the Northern Territory, Territorians helping Territorians. I mean, 53,000 meals a month. It is a phenomenal number. Um, Pete, I was reading an article or I was actually watching something last week uh, where the Food Bank CEO nationally had been saying exactly what you've just pointed out, that, uh, you know, that that people are sort of um, putting their, you know, putting their mortgages first and making sure that they are still able to put a roof over the heads of their families and then they're seeking out the assistance of the likes of Food Bank because things are so tough right now. Absolutely. And, you know, the the thing is we we are asked to do more and more every day, provide more and more food, and yet, you know, we're doing it on, if you like, less and less budgets um, or or we're needing to get those budgets to to stretch further. You know, the truth is you've still got to pay the power, you've still got to pay the rent, uh, and people are the same in the community. And the same stresses that affect people affect us as an organisation. And so more and more people are reaching out. And sadly... I think we're only scratching the surface and I think we're going to get um, more requests before it starts to ease up. I really yeah. do. Over the next, the, next the, the coming months, as interest rates continue to go, and you're right, people are ensuring those bills are paid first and sadly, there's not much less left to get some food on the table.
Pete, if there is people listening out there this morning that are thinking, do you know what, I actually do need to, to come and see Food Bank. I'm, you know, I need a bit of a hand up. Um, what's the best way for them to do so? Or if there is somebody out there listening who thinks, do you know what, I really want to donate to these guys. You do an incredible job and I want to be able to support you. Well, there's a number of sites around Darwin that uh, people can access food, but you've also got to remember that 90% of the food that goes through food banks or through food bank gets distributed through other charities. So, you know, you know Catholic Care, for instance, are one of our biggest um, partners where if someone goes to Catholic Care to get food, nine times out of ten that food has come from food bank. So there's a wide distribution and ability for people. But even on Saturday mornings, we open the warehouse here for people that are really um, struggling can come in here and, and, and grab some food. So um, the, the warehouse is open six days a week. We would never turn someone away if they walked in off the street. Uh, but 90% of our food gets uh, you know, out, out yeah. to schools and out to other charities. But still people can come here to the warehouse. Not a problem. Well, Peter Chandler, the Executive Officer for Food Bank here in the Northern Territory, we always appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having a chat with us this morning. You're welcome, Katie. God bless. Thank you.